Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Please be seated. In one of his many books about the fictional town of Lake Wobegon, Garrison Keillor writes about Larry, a man who got saved at the same Lutheran church 12 times between 1953 and 1961. This was quite the feat for such a church, given that altar calls were not part of their culture. But of course, none of that deterred Larry, who, when moved by the Spirit, would step forward for all to see, weeping buckets and falling to pieces at the communion rail. About Larry, Keeler writes, even we fundamentalists got tired of him, God didn't mean for you to feel guilty all your life. I mean, by God, there comes a time when we all need to dry our tears and join the building committee and grapple with the problems of the church roof. But Larry, he just kept repenting and repenting and repenting. So what I love about this story is how it reveals our assumption that repentance and guilt go hand in hand. In fact, in the 4th century, when St. Jerome translated the Greek Bible into Latin, a translation that would come to define Western culture, he made a very curious choice. His translation of the Greek metanoia wasn't repent, but rather do penance. Two very different words. The meaning of the former we'll get into here in a bit, but the latter do penance, I don't think it'd be wrong to assume that Jerome's intent was for us to feel guilty, to make atonement, to beat our breast, to do penance, to prepare ourselves for the arrival of the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not suggesting that guilt and penance have no place in the Christian life, but with all due respect to Jerome, The Greek word translated repent has nothing to do with either. In fact, it has a very literal and specific meaning. The Greek word metanoia literally means a shift of the mind. And the idea of this biblical concept is actually pretty straightforward. Namely, that far too often our mind gets stuck as we fixate on things that are not true, are useful, or constructive, and that if we are to experience the abundant life that God intends us to live, that we have to remain open to the Spirit's work of shifting our mind, and more specifically, to a shift of the mind that enables us to see what God sees and want what God wants, and love what God loves. 
And so, for instance, in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus tells Peter that his mission as Messiah will be to die on a cross. Peter then pulls Jesus aside, and he says, Jesus, this is a horrible idea that you have. I want you to think through this a bit more. In fact, I'll get the others. We'll do a brainstorm. And Jesus' response to Peter is so wonderful. Peter, he says, your mind is set, not on divine things, but on human things. In other words, Peter tries to get Jesus to shift his mind, but Jesus will not have it. Peter, he says, if you want to follow me, if you want your life to be about my business, it is your mind that has to shift. And so notice repentance is not always some heavy, guilt-ridden experience. It can be. But in the day-to-day -day life of the normal Christian, repentance is more of an ongoing and practical thing. In fact, a quick little side story. The week before Christmas, I was at home, and I saw some cookies that had just been removed from the oven. I took a bite of one such cookie, and this cookie was so bad I went to Emily, my wife, out of a legitimate concern that she was going to serve these cookies or give them away. And I said to her, I am so sorry, but these cookies are absolutely terrible. And Emily did what you are doing, just stared at me. She did not seem very grateful for the feedback. But she did ask me a question. She said, did you really just eat one of those cookies? To which I replied, well, I tried. But Jesus himself could not eat one of these cookies. They are literally impossible. After about four seconds, she broke the silence to inform me that what I had attempted to eat was a Christmas ornament made from salt dough. She and the girls were about to paint them and put them on our tree as an afternoon activity. And in that moment, I had clarity about two things. Number one, that I needed to beg my wife not to leave me. And number two, that I had just experienced what you might call a shift of the mind. Her words instantly changed how I viewed and felt about the whole situation. But here's why I share that little side story. You know, you and I, we tend to get so serious about repentance. And I get it. Our choices have consequences, and we hurt people and do real damage. But I also know that while guilt can modify external behavior in the short run, that guilt has no power at all to reach those deep places of the human heart where lasting change is born. And frankly, I think we'd all do well to have more of a sense of humor about the many ways that our mind and our heart is not yet aligned with God's. I mean, right here we are, and clearly everything we have is a gift. And yet each of us in our own way, we still build a life around getting our way and being right and looking good and shading the truth and not being fully authentic in our relationships. And when that doesn't work out, we go to God in prayer and we say something like, God, this life I'm living doesn't taste very good at the moment. 
To which God replies, well, yeah, you're not supposed to be eating that. (laughs) Have you thought about shifting your mind and learning to see what I see and want what I want and love what I love? Have you thought about repenting? And of course, in today's gospel, we have this great story about these brothers who do just that. People who, upon hearing Jesus' word, see something new and who are then drawn into a fuller experience of life, Jesus calls, and in that moment, their mind shifts. And for them, this shift is so sudden, so significant, that they leave their job and their dad and their home to make their whole life about Jesus' business. And so as you think about what this call to repent means to you, here's what I'd have you consider. That in the day-to-day living of our actual life, we do not repent to avoid something bad. We repent to embrace something good, right? This call to repent, it is always tied to the nearness of the kingdom of heaven. Meaning that true repentance has more to do with adventure than it does with guilt, I mean, right, Peter and Andrew, James and John, and choosing to follow Jesus, their life, it was never going to be the same again. And I do want to acknowledge that is a very scary thing. I mean, we tend to romanticize the call of the first disciples, but the truth is they had to have been scared, scared to leave behind everything they knew to go on this adventure of following Jesus. And yet, in hearing Jesus speak, in seeing his presence before them, their mind shifted. And they saw that God was inviting them into a holy adventure, and each one, in his own way, said yes to that adventure. And so here's a question I want you to pray through this week. What adventure... Is God inviting you into? And the hard question, what keeps you from saying yes? And I do want to be clear, whenever I speak of an adventure, I'm not talking about something big and something splashy, right? It's the million small adventures that we embrace or refuse that over time come to define the depth of our relationship with God. And if we pay attention, not a day passes that we are not asked to leave some small boat behind to risk following Jesus in a deeper and more authentic way. There are a million small adventures over the course of a lifetime. The adventure of being more honest with someone we love or perhaps with ourselves. The adventure of getting more involved in our community the adventure of signing up for a class or making a new friendship, the adventure of looking at the way that we contribute to the problems we complain about the most, the adventure of thinking differently, of letting our mind shift so that we see what God sees and want what God wants and love what God loves, the adventure of repentance. And so all that said, let's go back to old Larry, this man who was always repenting, repenting, repenting. 
Given how I understand that word, I do pray that the same might be said of us here at St. Michael's, that our mind never stops shifting, adjusting, looking for Jesus in our midst, desiring to leave the small boat behind in order to follow Jesus into something bigger and more expansive. For we do believe that Christ is alive and that his business on earth continues, and those circumstances have changed. Jesus' word to the church has not. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Amen.